Today's episode is a little bit different. It's sort of an exercise in refactoring, and I also want to show you a fun little Ruby technique I'm calling Dynamic Delegator. So let's dive in here. Here I have a products controller with a product model, and I want to focus here on the index action because in here I'm performing a search on products, so I'm allowing the user to filter out what products are listed based on certain parameters, like it contains a, a, the name contains a string, or the price is greater or less than a certain value. So here's how it might work. I have the products index action displayed here, and I can add any parameters in the URL here, such as name equals video, and then it will display all products with that string in their name. I can add any other parameters, such as price um, greater than, uh, let's just do 50, and then it will only display the products that contain the word video and the price is more than $50. So before we can refactor this controller action, we first need to understand it. Now I'm using a Rails 3 application here, so notice I'm using the where method to add conditions to this query depending on if a given parameter is set. Now you may not be familiar with the scoped method, and this is basically another way to say uh, product.all, except the all method will trigger a database query right here when it is executed and return an array of products, but we don't want that. What we want to do is use the scoped so that uh, additional conditions can be added to the query before it is actually executed. Now let's get on to some refactoring. The first thing I want to do is move out some of this logic from the controller because it doesn't really belong here. Notice whenever in really any object-oriented programming language, whenever you're calling a lot of methods or functions on another object, it usually means that that logic should go in that other object, in this case, the product class. So if you notice, we're calling a lot of methods on products, so this should go inside that products class here. So what I want to do here is just make a method called search on the product class, and then just pass in our parameters to it so that way we know what to filter by. And then moving into our product class, we can define this method. Uh, it's going to be a class method, so self.search, and then we're just passing in our parameters. And so I'll just duplicate the logic that was in the controller here. Instead of using an instance variable, we want to use just a local variable here. Set scope to products, and then just make sure to return the products at the end of the method. And then if we reload the page here, we can see that our refactoring hasn't broken anything. So this is a good time really to to plug test-driven development because uh, it's tedious to reload a page every time and you're really not testing the entire branch of possibilities. It's not full coverage test. You're just testing one scenario. So um, it's a good idea, especially if you're refactoring, to have a good set of tests. That way you can ensure that each possible option here is fully uh, working correctly. And also another thing I want to point out is that extracting that op that functionality from the controller into the model here will make testing much easier because you just have to worry about the model and not a full web request. But in this episode I want to focus more on the refactoring side of things and specifically how we can remove the need to reset this products variable every time we perform a find condition here. It's a pretty common pattern when you're dealing with search options and if you discover this a lot in your application, you might want to consider adding what I'm calling a dynamic delegator. It's easier to show you how it works rather than explain it. So what I want to do here is add a new file to our lib directory, and I want to call it dynamic delegator. And then in here, we'll create a new class called dynamic delegator. And then when initializing it, it'll take one argument, which will be the target object. And we'll just set that to an instance variable. And in this class here, we can use the method missing, 
to catch any uh, calls to this object which aren't supported. And so we can just take all of our arguments and our block and then just delegate those to our target object. We'll just call send, passing all of our arguments and our block in there as well. So you can sort of think of this as a proxy object which just passes every call to the target object. And this means we can use this dynamic delegator anywhere we want and then just pass in any target object and then it will basically be treated as that same object. So now when we reload the page, everything still works the same, but we're going through our dynamic delegator. Okay, you're probably wondering what's the point of this dynamic delegator, why use that instead of the original scoped object? Well, the cool thing is that we can do whatever logic we want inside of method missing. Instead of always delegating the same thing to the target, we can modify our target and make it more dynamic. For example, here I want to capture the result of this method call, and if the result is the same as the target, I want to replace it with the target. So target equals result if the result kind of the target class. And then we'll just return our result as well. So what this means is that using that dynamic delegator, we can basically get rid of resetting our target, in other words, each time because calling where will return the same kind of object that scoped is, which means it will replace the target every time. So now we can try it out by reloading the page, and it doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work is because we're not really delegating all the methods to our uh, target object. In this specific case, the troublemaker is the class method. So here in the console I can show you, if we call product.search and then pass it a hash of options and then call class here, you can see we're obviously working with a dynamic delegator. So our dynamic delegator is not really delegating everything to the target object. So it has some methods defined on itself as well. So this is inheriting from the object class. And if we call instance methods on this, we can see that the object has a lot of methods already defined on it, but we want more of a clean slate. And in Ruby 1.9 that I'm working with here, there's another class called basic object, which is even at a lower level, and it only has a few methods defined. So this is a great class to go with if you're trying to make some kind of delegator or proxy object, which uh, you want to use method missing to override as many method behavior behaviors as you can. So in here we can change our dynamic delegator so it inherits from basic object and that way that class method won't be defined and it'll fall through to the target object. And you can see that when we reload the page here, we're back in business. There's a couple more refactorings you may want to consider doing here. Uh, one thing is that this dynamic delegator may not be super clear on what it is really doing. Instead, uh, for this specific example, I like to make a class method called uh, scope builder and then uh, just create a dynamic delegator there and just call scope builder right here. So this way it's a little more clear that you're working with a scope which you can build up dynamically by calling additional scoping methods on it. Now if you're doing this with multiple models, you probably want to move this scope builder method into active record base itself, that way it's available in all models. And you could do that inside an initializer file. And that's about it for this episode. It may seem like a small technique, but if you're doing a lot of query building like this, I think it cleans things up quite a bit. And if nothing else, it uh, should give you some interest, interesting ideas when dealing with delegators and Ruby 1.9.